Hey everyone, I'm Scott Cunningham, aka Scotsy Business, and today we're here with Mark Anstead from Numio. Uh, you previously might have seen him on my channel back in the day, I think it was like two years ago that we did an interview for Hydro, and uh, he since moved on and co-founded Numio. He's the Director of Business Development there. We're going to talk a bit about that and a little bit about Ethereum. So uh, just before we dive into all that, for the people who did not see the first interview, uh, can you just share a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. So I've been in the crypto and blockchain space for a few years now. Um, originally bought my first Bitcoin back in 2014, really got my hands dirty or, or started getting involved in the industry back in 2017. Um, I worked for an organization called Cryptocurrency Investing Network. I was working with them for about a year to year and a half and then decided, all right, I'm going to start um, getting more involved in, I guess, actual building and, and projects. Um, found myself working uh, with an open source project called Hydro. Uh, started a company called Hydro Labs um, that sort of fizzled down, uh, moved on from that and uh, have now recently started up a new company uh, about a year ago, uh, which is now called uh, Numio. And we are focused on building out uh, the layer two uh, user aggregation layer. Um, and I guess through this whole process over the last year or so, I've been working with uh, some other uh, pretty cool projects, uh, one of which my team is working with at Numio uh, called Phoenix Dow. Um, and I've also been helping out with different types of just like open source uh, community projects uh, like Uptrend and uh, another one more recently like Index Coop. Um, I've been helping out with uh, Uptrend. I know you're, you're pretty active on Uptrend, I believe, or yeah. maybe you used to. Uh, I don't know if you still are. Um, yeah, no, I still post there. Oh, nice, nice. I've been uh, helping with uh, SQA on their mobile app release. So I'm uh, really excited for them and, and what they're launching there. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's a, a little bit of my background, um, sort of what I've been doing, what I'm working on right now. And uh, very, uh, very bullish for for DeFi and this, I guess, this whole industry as, as we're moving forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So can you give us a bit of an introduction to what Numio is and what it's all about? Sure. So our goal with Numio is to essentially give you more control over your identity and your money. Uh, when it comes to your identity, uh, we have a, a pretty cool relationship uh, with uh, with Phoenix Dow and, and what they're building around our identity management solution, um, where we're able to essentially onboard people and verify them, um, whether it's doing like KYC AML or without having actually uh, verify them at all uh, when they're being onboarded. And the goal around that is to just have one universal identity uh, that you can use on pretty much any type of platform. So you can be instantly onboarded. Um, and uh, the other side of things is obviously around what we're doing uh, with DeFi, with our non-custodial uh, mobile app. Um, obviously, like this being a non-custodial product, it does not actually require um, any type of KYC AML when you're being onboarded. It's uh, really just an email um, that's required. And um, 
we are focused on building out layer two functionality, uh, which I'll probably dive into a lot more uh, later in this call. Uh, but what we are doing is helping to scale Ethereum uh, through layer two. Uh, so this allows for significantly higher transactions per second. It has significantly decreased gas costs, um, has instant transaction speeds, and most importantly, it has all of the security of the Ethereum mainnet. Um, and uh, we are going to it's essentially building in and plugging in different types of DeFi protocols uh, directly into uh, the mobile app. Um, some of which will be on layer one, which is like the Ethereum main net, and most of which will be on layer two, uh, where most of the um, DeFi economy is going to be migrating to um, and already is starting to do um, in, the, in the very near future. Um, so yeah. Awesome. And um how did Numio originally get its name? Like what was the motivation or idea behind that? Sure. So I, I guess we, we've, our, our team as a whole, like all of us as, as founders, we have a pretty big passion for obviously identity and money. And that's actually what the, the name of our company is rooted in. It's uh, two Latin words, uh, one of which is Numi or Numus. Uh, which is the original word for uh, coin in Latin. And that was one of the first uh, terms that was used to describe money. And we are essentially building out the, the future of finance. Um, and the other side of things is around uh, your identity. Um, so the Latin term for like your name or your identity is nomine. And... We kind of just like scrunched those together and uh, created Numio. Um, and we felt that that was like, that, that was the best way to describe like who we are and what we're doing. Um, and believe it or not, uh, I have to actually give some credit. Uh, it was, believe it or not, my mom that came up with uh, that name. Um, so definitely, definitely shout out to, uh, to Mama Anstead. Um, <laughs> awesome. All right, cool. Um, yeah, so in terms of like ETH scaling, what can we expect over the next little while? Like a lot of people don't know if it's going to happen in a month or if it's going to take a year or two years. What what is that process looking like, and uh, what do you what what's the uh, what what is the news to bear for for the people who uh, are still a little unaware or, you know, kind of hazy on the details. Sure. So I, I do want to point out like the, the process for moving into ETH 2.0, otherwise known as Serenity, uh, it is already put into place. Um, ETH 2.0, that this, this transition period into a full sharding uh, proof of stake blockchain has already started, uh, which is called phase zero. And this is uh, essentially this this beacon chain. Um, and this allows for people to essentially go and, and take their Ethereum and they stake it into uh, the beacon chain smart contract, uh, which I believe now has like one or two billion dollars, probably more than that at this point, um, in ETH staked into this contract. And that ETH is staked for going to be staked for about two years uh, until you're going to be able to withdraw it and use it. Um, and there's a process to get to this, this 
final destination of what ETH 2.0 is going to be. This full process is going to take about two to three years. So I don't want you to think like ETH 2.0 is like right around the corner because it's not. Um, there's going to be different processes uh, as we get to that point. Um, there is, uh, we're, we're going to be essentially having sharding chains, which is going to be coming probably in the next like 18 months, which is phase one. And then phase two, uh, which is the final end destination of um, ETH 2.0, which we'll have full sharding, um, essentially full, sh full sharding um, on the Ethereum blockchain. And it's going to migrate over into uh, proof of stake. But right now, um, the only functionality that you have for ETH 2.0 is essentially taking your 32 ETH and uh, depositing that into uh, the, excuse me, the ETH 2.0 smart contract and locking that in there for uh, about 24 months or, or two years. Um, mm -hmm. But the good thing is, is ETH is able to scale. Um, and there are a variety of ways that Ethereum can scale now, uh, whether that's through uh, layer two. Um, so when I refer to layer two, that means uh, scaling directly on top of Ethereum. Um, and then there's other ways to scale Ethereum by actually just moving entirely off of Ethereum. So you move away from um, any functionality around Ethereum on just completely separate uh, layer one blockchains, uh, whether those are, they're, they're just not running on Ethereum. Um, so there's different options that you can look into, um, whether you're just like a developer uh, trying to build out your smart contracts, your protocol, or even building out a product, or as you're a user interacting with these solutions, you want to, you, you need to have a solution because unless you're playing with over, I guess at this point, like 50 to a hundred thousand dollars, like it's extremely expensive to use Ethereum. And frankly, like at this pace, like if Ethereum continues as it is, it is destined to die. It will lose in it's battle to become a significant blockchain in the ecosystem because it's mm -hmm. just unusable. Um, and so we're seeing people flocking from Ethereum, whether it's to specific layer twos or to completely separate uh, side chains. So the big difference is when you're dealing with a side chain, Many of those have something called full EVM compatibility. So what does full EVM compatibility mean, as, you're, as you might be wondering? Uh, so EVM stands for the Ethereum virtual machine. So this is what allows you uh, to process all the state of uh, or the data around uh, the Ethereum blockchain. So like processing smart contracts. And you're able to take these contracts and move them directly over into like separate blockchains. Uh, whether that be like some of the ones that have recently become fairly popular, uh, like Binance Smart Chain, Matic, Avalanche, uh, XDAI, those are essentially separate blockchains to Ethereum, where you're taking funds on Ethereum and saying, all right, I'm going to bridge to a completely separate network. And they're essentially leaving that, uh, this like ecosystem of Ethereum to somewhere else. 
So that's like an option that you can look into. And then you have this incredible amount of development that's going on within the Ethereum ecosystem, otherwise known as layer two. So these are solutions that are built directly on top of the Ethereum network that allow you to scale the Ethereum network. Some of those solutions are um, optimistic rollups, zero knowledge rollups, uh, and just full disclosure, uh, the solution that my team is using is a zero knowledge rollup. Um, some of the other solutions are uh, plasma, uh, state channels, or even validium. Um, and it's very interesting when, when you're looking at all of these, these solutions, they all have pros and cons. And I, I, I'm not going to lie, it's going to be pretty hectic for a lot of these, these DeFi protocols as they're going in over the next, like, I would say over the next three to six months where they're taking a serious look and being like, all right, well, what the heck do we do right now? Because no one expected Ethereum to just blow up like this, like having consistent days where it's like 100 to 300 GUI. Users, mm -hmm. they just don't want to use these products. So they have to figure out, all right, where are we going to move this solution to so someone doesn't just go and fork it? Because um, as, as we've seen with like uh, Uniswap, there's already like probably a couple dozen Uniswap forks um, that are already living on layer two or even different types of side chains. Um, and these organizations, they have to realize, all right, we, we got we to gotta figure this out and have a, have a plan because some of them, frankly, just don't. Um, obviously, like organizations like Uniswap, uh, they, they have been planning this out for, for a while. They had a, a testnet version built like a year ago um, on layer two and essentially have already had some of these things planned out. Um, but ha having to realize, all right, we got to start focusing on this or else people are just going to, they're just going to leave. Um, and just try to get somewhere where there's a better user experience. Um, so it's a it's a pretty pretty interesting, and I, I think there's going to be a lot of drama around competition uh, around layer two and what's going on there. Um, so I'm I'm very I'm very curious to see what happens, but I'm also very excited because layer two is what is going to allow for DeFi uh, to survive, uh, especially on mm -hmm. Ethereum. Um, and without it, like, frankly, it would, it'll die off. Um, mm -hmm. so what should normies expect for gas fees? Like, is that going to change anytime soon? Do you think, or is that something we kind of just got to wait out? So the interesting thing about gas fees, um, is as long as there is a significant amount of liquidity on layer one, um, there is always going to be. I guess moving forward, we're going to have a significant amount of uh, like gas prices are going to be very high. Um, and you might be wondering, why is that? So what, what's going on in uh, something called the mempool? So the mempool is where different types of bots uh, are just reading what's going on and trying to understand what is going to happen on the Ethereum blockchain before it's actually confirmed. 
So you're able to go and see like pending transactions to see like what's occurring. And all these bots have realized, well, if we're able to do that, we can secure a significant amount of profits on different types of trades. So all these bots, you, you can think of thousands and thousands of bots getting into a boxing match with one another. And they're all fighting over all these different profits that are available on decentralized exchanges. And as long as this, these arbitrage trades or the ability to potentially front run a person on a decentralized exchange um, or even a lending protocol uh, in some form or another, um, you're going to have a significant amount of gas because they're trying to have one step higher in terms of GUI to beat them out. So that's why you have like these incredible spikes in gas so quickly as soon as volatility kicks in. So if we see the price of ETH jump like 5% within like an hour, you're going to see gas spike just as fast um, or if not faster because all these bots, they're like, all right, time to jump in there. We're, we're alive again. There's a lot of profits on the table to take advantage of and they have to beat out all these other bots that are fighting for these trades. And that just spikes up the gas price. So with liquidity living on layer one, that's always going to be an occurrence. That's why like uh, like Vitalik Buterin or just different types of people in the Ethereum ecosystem have been pushing that we need to have a roll-up centric future for Ethereum because if we don't, or if we don't move to layer two, then Ethereum will just die out because users can't interact with it. It's just going to be like bots running on running on the network trying to uh, take profit on trades. Um, and that's why solutions like uh, optimistic rollups, ZK rollups, and Validium are going to be extremely successful. Um, obviously over the next like two years and even thereafter, because even after uh, ETH 2.0 is, um, I guess, in in full magnitude, we're still going to be running on rollups because it's going to just, it's going to scale even further uh, because these layer two solutions, um, especially ones that are uh, using on-chain data availability, they're able to scale with the base layer. So as, Ethereum scales, so do these layer two solutions. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. Yeah. So I guess there, because I, I sometimes looked at it like, oh, well, you know, if people are still paying these fees, then that just shows that Ethereum is very valuable. But I guess it's more so like the bots are just bidding up the, uh, the gas and, I, I mean, I, I'm sure there's still a mm -hmm. lot of people who are still willing to pay. And I mean, I'm still uh, doing transactions occasionally, but I'm definitely deterred uh, from doing many transactions or like not an extremely profitable transaction, so to speak. Yeah, I, I, I sent like I, I was thinking to myself, this was like two days ago. Um, I sent a transaction on Ethereum and the gas cost for it was like, $150. And I was like, uh, well, I'm profiting on this, but 
Yeah. All right. Well, here it goes. Um, yeah. I, I mean, like the thing is, the reason why people are making those trades, obviously, like you have these bots running algorithms and they're obviously trying to make profits. But the reason why retail are still using it or have the potential interest in using it is because they're they're making money. Uh, because if they weren't, you'd just probably go to an alternative. Um mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's what's going to be the, the big game changer, I think, um, especially in that regard, as we move forward, um, and probably why we haven't seen so much liquidity from Ethereum migrating to other blockchains is one big key factor, uh, which is security. Um and the, the like the big question I, w- I was talking to someone about this the other day is like let's say like you're you're a whale and you're running on you're running a pool let's say like on Uniswap um, or you're depositing into um, like Yearn or any type of like DeFi protocol um, would you feel more safe with having those funds sitting on Ethereum or would you feel just as safe having those funds sitting on a different blockchain. And the responses are, are, are quite interesting uh, because in, in many cases, a lot of those people are like, well, I'd much rather just do like trades and interactions on those other blockchains that are worth like less than a thousand dollars. So I, I don't want to put like a lot of money on those. Um, and a lot of these people who are holding significant amount of money, they're like, I'm, I'm just staying on Ethereum because I don't want to say I trust the blockchain. It's more of a trustless blockchain um, where they don't have to worry about um, the potential of either A, that network going down, or B, that there's a the potential of those funds like get hit by some type of crypto economic attack. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously like we've seen over the last, I would say like six to nine months, probably a year, a significant amount of smart contract vulnerabilities. And I, I worry that the next, the next big, big hack that's going to occur is not necessarily going to be a smart contract vulnerability, but it's going to be, a blockchain ecosystem as a whole where it just gets attacked and someone is able to siphon out and steal all those funds um, and just essentially bridge it into a different blockchain. Um, mm. So I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens there um, and what, what users are looking for, because when, when you're dealing with, I guess like a little fish, someone who's playing with like less than a thousand dollars, what they're looking for are, are two things is one higher transactions per second. So like a better throughput, but most importantly, having less fees on their transactions. And that's like the real big kicker is significantly less fees. Um, and I, I think that's one of the big reasons why a lot of these, uh, a lot of retail is looking to move to some of these other side chains um, and I, I think over the next like month or two, 
they're going to start to realize there's a lot of development going on with layer two, some of which is already live and some of which is going to be live very soon. Um, that allows you to very closely mimic uh, what is going on with Ethereum mainnet. So just like a layer one solution. Um, because we already have layer two um, automated market makers and trading and all of that, that's already live on layer two. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very excited and, and curious to see how, how that develops over the next, uh, next six months. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting battle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I guess I never really considered as much, um, about the security aspect for Ethereum for me as someone who earns a lot of, uh, crypto from social platforms, a lot of it is ERC 20 mm -hmm. and I'm fine to like take that, that fee hit and just switch it into Ethereum just more so for me, because I think Ethereum is, has better potential than a lot of these coins that I'm, that I'm acquiring. Um, so that's kind of my uh, perspective where I just think that Ethereum is going to be worth more uh, versus the security aspect. But that's definitely something, uh, yeah, like I, that I hadn't considered that I think is definitely relevant for sure. Um, in terms of like what Numio is doing, what is like the problem that you're tackling and what what is the... What do you, what do you hope to see or get out of uh, what you're doing with Numio? Like, what do you what's the vision in the next couple of years? Well, we are part of uh, we're, we're a team that's helping to pioneer uh, layer two scaling on Ethereum. Uh, we were the the first product to launch on Google Play that supports zk rollups. Um, zk rollup it stands for a zero knowledge rollup. Um, it's a mm -hmm. solution that helps you to scale Ethereum. Um, so we're able, like, I've been running transactions on top of Ethereum for um, about one one hundredth of what it is on mainnet, uh, which is awesome. And it has all the security wow. of the mainnet. Um, so it's really powerful stuff. And so, like, I, I guess you as, as, a, as a user, uh, what, what can you look for as a part of that? Um, you're going to be able to interact with different types of DeFi solutions in a scaled manner on top of Ethereum, uh, whether that's mm. trading, pooling, generating yield on your assets, and pretty much mimicking all of the general computation that you're doing on the Ethereum mainnet in that's still secured by the Ethereum mainnet. Um, so that's what you can essentially look out for over, I would say, keep a very close eye about what's coming out in the next uh, probably two to three months. Uh, Cause right now our, our scaling solution that we're using, um, which is uh, the ZK sync implementation of a ZK rollup. Um, we're going to be introducing uh, the ability to trade uh, very shortly. So you'll be able to go and move your funds into layer two, which by the way, costs less than a Uniswap trade. Um, so you'll be able to deposit your funds into layer two and then be able to make your trades uh, instantly with a fraction of a cost of what it is on layer one. Um, and uh, essentially just think of what we're building as mimicking the Ethereum mainnet in a scaled environment. 
Um, so that's what you can look for over the next few months. And I guess moving forward, it, it's really just going to be building in um, a variety of DeFi protocols into the app to create this all-inclusive, um, non-custodial financial product uh, that pretty much anyone around the world can interact with uh, without having to even have a bank account, just frankly have an email and they're good to go and uh, ready to get themselves, I guess, uh, being a part of this future of finance, or as <laughs> I guess a lot of people have been saying recently, the future of France. I still don't really get that uh, connotation, but yeah, I don't really get it either. Um, but but essentially, you're saying that while Ethereum isn't going to scale for some time, Numio is kind of offering that solution that uh, people are looking for yes. uh, in the next in the next few months. Well, yeah, I mean it's already it's already live now. Like we're we're already scaling Ethereum. Uh, we're already getting organizations and businesses reaching out to us saying like, "All right, we we have this problem and we want to work with you guys to solve it." Um, mm. so right now it's, it's token transfers, um, on the app. Yeah. So it's just sending transactions peer to peer. Um, and that's live now. We'll be introducing trading, um, in the next few weeks. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Uh, so you'll be awesome. essentially able to trade in a scaled environment on Ethereum, um, for a fraction of the cost. And it, I like for me, like being, a degenerate DeFi person, like I can't wait for that <laughs> uh, yeah. because I've spent a lot of money over the last like year on gas fees and I don't mm -hmm. need to do that anymore. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that's, that's what we're working on. That's what's going to be out the, coming out the door uh, on the identity side of things. Um, definitely stay in the loop as we improve some of the functionality there. Um, looking to continue getting some more organizations on board where you're going to be able to essentially be um, instantly onboarded onto different types of platforms. Um, so I have a quick question about that. Is it essentially like you would KYC once mm -hmm. with Numio and then, you know, whatever exchange I go to, I don't have to re-KYC. They just use my original like uh, thing that I did with Numio to verify my KYC so that I only really have to do it once. And then it just kind of works everywhere. Yes. So that is awesome. that is the end goal. So where you're essentially um, going through and being able to verify yourself through what's called a zero knowledge proof. Are you familiar? First off, I should say, are you familiar with what a zero knowledge proof is? Uh, no, I, I, I don't really know a lot of the uh, technical stuff, but, uh, I will just quickly say, um, I do think that's going to be like extremely, extremely relevant, especially for someone like me who, uh, I'm on a bunch of different platforms that all have their own crypto token mm -hmm. and they're all traded on different exchanges. Um, so I'm always having to go and sign up for different exchanges wherever the token is being traded and I have to KYC, you know, I've sent my ID to, uh, more companies than I ever would have imagined I would have ever done so, um, in a very, in just the last year. So yeah, I think, uh, especially for people like that or just anyone trading on exchanges that it's going to be 
so much easier when you can just easily, you know, like import your, uh, your ID. And that's obviously the most strenuous part of registering for any exchange or anything like that, uh, as well as having to wait for the long verification process when you're, you know, the, the price goes way up. You want to trade it today, but then you got a KYC and it takes, you know, two, three days or whatever. So I think, uh, even with like opportunity and stuff like that, that's going to make a huge difference for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's both the the user experience side of things is is one side of it, uh, but also like the goal of being able to verify yourself uh, without having to expose uh, any personal data is extremely powerful. Obviously, like mm-hmm. when you're dealing with certain types of institutions, like some of them they do have to hold like a copy of that on hand, um, so there's like no way of getting around that. But a lot of organizations they just want to know. All right, we're onboarding this this user, this person, and we want to make sure that they're not a bot. So we just want to mm-hmm. make sure that you are who you say you are, regardless of what you say that your name is. We just want to make sure that you're legitimate and that you're not trying to you're not like a person that's breaking any kinds of anti money, I guess, AML laws or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the goal there is to be able to, to prove yourself uh, without having to expose any data around your identity. So you essentially have um, what's called a zero-knowledge proof. So you're able to prove your identity without having to give that person any knowledge around it. So they're able to say, all right, you've been verified and approved by Numio. That's good to go. I don't need to have any knowledge around that. And then you're you're good to go. And the, the best part about that is we don't we don't store any of that information on our servers, nor do we we don't want to. We don't want to we don't have that liability. Um so we're just able to be a um I guess like the best way that you can think of it is like we're we're the verifier in that process for mm-hmm. that zero knowledge proof. So we're able to prove that you are legitimate and you can obviously then just go on your merry way. You, um, get onboarded and you're, you're good to go. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I I would love to see that being used, uh, much more widely because it, like that user experience is so much more effective. Um, and we're, we're seeing a flood of new people going into these exchanges now and they're, they're overwhelmed. Like they, they can't process all of these. Um, so like, that's something that, that we're working to help some of these exchanges with that. Um, so hopefully we can get some, uh, some more platforms onboarded um, to, uh, to get some of that stuff rolling, uh, ASAP. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's going to be very, very exciting. So do you think that Numio fits in with other projects, uh, in the space? Like, is there anyone else kind of doing something similar to what you guys are doing? Or would you say that, uh, in this respect, you're pretty much the only one doing this or, or how are you maybe similar or uniquely different? Well, I guess for certain parts of what we're doing, we have similarities with other companies. 
Um, but like, I can, obviously like whenever, whenever you talk to a company and they're like, is there anyone doing like exactly what you're doing? Usually no. Cause it's like bits mm-hmm. and pieces of a bunch of stuff. Um, so like with the identity side of things, um, I would say we're sort of similar to like, um, civic or block pass, but we are a non-custodial product and to use our product. You don't actually have to be required to do KYC. Um, on like the DeFi side of things, um, we're similar to, uh, I would say like Argent or Dharma or Trust Wallet. Um, but obviously we have this identity piece and we are focused around layer two. Uh, so when you're looking specifically at layer two, we are one of two products in the entire world right now that is currently live running on ZK rollups. There are none out there outside of us. Um, so that really sets us apart is what we're doing around layer two. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm like very proud about uh, like this movement that we're, that we're a part of uh, to help scale Ethereum because it's a, it is a massive problem and we want to be a part of that solution. Um, and yeah, so I'm just, I'm excited to be a part of the, this, I guess this, this journey. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and then my last question is just, where do you see Numio going in the next, uh, few years? What's the sort of long-term vision? Well, I mean, we want, we want to build this out to be a, a fully functional financial product. Um, obviously right now, like we're, we're very focused on targeting, like, like obviously crypto communities and things like that, but it's going to be a fully fleshed out financial product that you're going to be able to invest, trade, and do pretty much any type of financial action all in a permissionless non-custodial manner. So literally everything that you're doing within a financial app right now, you're going to be able to do that just using your email address because that's what Ethereum, that's what DeFi allows you to do. Um, on the identity side of things, like we want to be just like this one-stop shop for a user to have to go and be onboarded to. And then they can just go and use pretty much any type of product, whether it's a, a FinTech product, whether it's like a, uh, reg tech product, whatever it may be. Um, we just want them to be able to have access to all these products and be able to be onboarded in a very quick manner. Um, because that, that's something that a lot of these large social media companies have done extremely well. Um, and I mean, kudos to them with what they've done, um, especially with onboarding, whether it's like Google, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, allowing you to, to use your digital identity from that platform and logging into these other products um, in a very quick manner without necessarily having to create account, create an account. Obviously, we're able to do that, but we are able to take it one step further to say, all right, you're a legitimate person. Um, and so the goal there is to obviously have that widely adopted and, and, and used 
by not only different types of cryptocurrency exchanges, but um, I guess pretty much any type of fintech product out there in the market. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds amazing. Where can um, people go to learn more about Numio? Where can they follow Numio and where can they follow you? Uh, sure. So if you want to go and check out our website, um, it's Numio, N-U-M-I-O dot one. So it's O-N-E. Uh, so N-U-M-I-O dot O-N-E. That's our website. Um, and you can go and sort of check out what we're doing. Um, download our mobile app. We are currently only on Android. We will be on iOS soon. So definitely be patient. Scott, are you on are you on iOS or do you use Android? I'm Android, so no worries there. All right. Well, if you if you get yourself set up on the app, um, I'll I'll send you over some uh, some crypto and you can you can give it a little bit of a test drive and, and have some fun with it. Um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so for you guys listening, definitely go and check that out. Download it. Play around with it. Uh, let us know what we can do to make that experience more effective um, because we want to offer the best uh, layer two experience that you're going to have. Um, and if you want to follow us on Twitter, um, our handle is at uh, getnumio. So just getnumio. And uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, my handle is uh, the underscore shark underscore seven. Um, so if you didn't know, my my nickname is uh, is Shark. So <laughs> little little awesome. snippet of uh, extra information there. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, thank you so much, um, everyone. Make sure to go and check out Numio. Follow Numio. Follow Mark. Let us know in the comments what do you think about this. Will you be taking advantage of this? I'm really excited for. Uh, spending less on gas fees and having a one-stop shop for KYC. So uh, that is very, very exciting for me. And uh, But again, though, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this with everyone. I'm sure everyone learned a lot. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Cheers.